Well, UCLA's defense is going to have to find some way, somehow, to slow down this Washington passing attack to have truly a, a good shot at beating Washington this week in the Rose Bowl in a matchup of a pair of 4-0 teams. How can they do that? Well, let's get to it here on Locked On UCLA. Let's hit that music. You are Locked On UCLA, your daily podcast on the UCLA Bruins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. It's Zach Anderson. I'm your favorite Locked On UCLA host. You can follow me at at Locked On Bruins for the show Twitter at Zach Yox on Twitter if you want my personal in the meantime, thanks for making Locked On UCLA your first listen each and every day. It's for free where we get your podcast, whether it's a variety of podcast platforms, like, comment, subscribe, rate, download, and of course on YouTube, Locked On UCLA. If you like to watch the show and just see my goofy face spewing out the same facts you can listen to, but on YouTube, go to Locked On UCLA, like, comment, subscribe, as we like to detail, all right? Should UCLA move someplace to play their games? Will people come to the games? What's going to take to win? Basketball season's coming into shape. But today, we truly focus on UCLA finding a way to make Washington's quarterback pay. Little rhyme there. Wasn't meant to be, but it just happened. All right. This is how we're going to do it, Bruin fans. Get your hands in the air. A clap time. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You see, uh, UCLA fight, fight, fight. Yes, lightning quick eight clap. Little, little quick on the eight clap there. But that's how lightning quick the Bruins are going to have to be on defense against the Kalen DeBoer coach team where UCLA is facing a Washington offense in order to slow them down. This is the team Washington coming in 4-0, all home games for the first time in I think quite some time if you exclude their 2020 season because of cancellations. They've got 44 points per game offensively. Over 530 yards of offense. Even more dynamic than the Bruins have shown thus far offensively. Dynamic through the air. They've only had two turnovers in four games. You can point to competition as well for the Huskies, just like the Bruins offensively. But either way, it's the turnaround man. It's the turnaround machine. Kalen DeBoer, and we all remember last year what a Kalen DeBoer-led team happened in the Rose Bowl. A team where UCLA came off a big win, a bye ready to go, ranked, excited, and that team came in by the name of Fresno State, and unfortunately, that red wave just waved goodbye to the Bruins. This time, it's Kalen DeBoer, and while it's not exactly Jake Hayner who stayed in Fresno, it is uh, a guy who DeBoer is fairly familiar with in Michael Penix Jr. For Penix Jr., he is the transfer from Indiana, if you've forgotten about him. He was the guy that nearly threw for 500 yards two seasons ago against an Ohio State team in 2020. No crowd, though, but in a, against an Ohio State team that finished as the national runners-up to Alabama in the 2021 national title game during that odd 2020 regular season. He's been around just as long as DTR, except he redshirted in 18, has faced season-ending injuries to his ACL a couple times, has not played more than six games in a season, but either way, he was reconnected with his former offensive coordinator and quarterback's coach for a season in Kalen DeBoer, who took over the Fresno State job, came to Washington, needed a new QB, and found Penix Jr. as a solid, solid transfer portal fix. 
and Washington's offense has not missed. Not one bit. That's the story of Penix Jr., an injury-prone but an electric quarterback, I believe, out of Tampa Bay. Um, out of Tampa, he went to Tampa Bay Tech. He was from Tampa, Florida. He's a now technically a junior, redshirt junior. Uh, you mix in the redshirt, you mix in the COVID year. Still technically has an extra year of eligibility. Either way, for UCLA to have any chance at slowing down the Washington offense, it will have to come from simply slowing down Michael Penix Jr. You could point to a variety of factors, but it's all coming down to how the Bruins can slow down and affect Michael Penix Jr. in any way, shape, or form. He's a veteran QB. He's injury-prone. He will not run the football. He's got multiple ACL injuries and a season-ending injury that ended his career in Indiana last year before transferring over to Washington. And, well, the Bruins, this is their first true test defensively. You can argue South Alabama fought. But when you're playing a passing attack like Washington that goes deep down the field, they love to go down the field, attack you vertically. They just love to throw the football. And while they do run the football 162 yards uh, per game and they do have 10 rushing touchdowns, it's Michael Penix Jr., who so far leads the nation in passing yards and passing yards per game is, I think, among the top 10 in passing touchdowns so far this season. And he's actually had to sit because they've been so far ahead in a lot of these games, they've pulled him out early. So his numbers could even be more ridiculous and eye-popping if he was able to play a lot in the whole game in those first few games, which a lot of those UCLA offensive numbers could be the same as well. But neither here nor there. Penix Jr., He's been around a while, since 18. He's been around just as long as DTR and still has that extra year to go along with it. DTR will finally end his career with UCLA this year. But it's funny that somehow DTR for UCLA will be a player or multiple players who could still stick around longer than Thompson Robinson. But either way, UCLA, this is what they need to do. They need to find a way to generate pressure and force Michael Penix Jr. anyway, anyhow, to throw a pick, turn the ball over, do whatever to make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. How they do that? Well, before we get into that, I'm going to tell you some words from Bet Online, and then we'll get into the nitty gritty of this sort of thing for UCLA's defense. But in the meantime, for Bet Online, let's get to it. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting information this year. You can get all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, in-depth articles, analysis on every game you can find. As always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information, live betting, up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in all the sports, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, golf. Just head to Bet Online or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Well, now that we're back in action, keeping it rocking and rolling here for Locked On UCLA, what are the ways to for UCLA to stop Michael Penix Jr.? Already teased it. It's one, get the passing attack or get the rush going, and two, force Penix Jr. into some turnovers. Let's start on the, the rushing side of things, getting the pass rush going for UCLA. They're coming off a very successful you know, strong rushing performance where they had, I believe, five sacks and whatnot going against the likes of Colorado 
Leatsu Latsu had three sacks, three tackles for a loss. And quite honestly, it'll be his storyline going into the Washington game that will be the most dynamic. And arguably, he could be one of the most impactful players on the field for UCLA's defense on Friday night, September 30th. And under the lights, first time in the Rose Bowl this season under the lights against a, an also equally impressive opponent of an offense with Washington, who's top 15 in the nation. Washington so far this year has allowed two sacks with their offensive line. And interestingly enough, Penix Jr. has not been sacked once this year. That's been with the backup offensive line and the backup quarterbacks late in games. So Penix Jr. has not once hit the deck due to his sack. Not once, not at all. So that is a key stat for an injury-prone quarterback who's had multiple ACL injuries, a guy who is not truly a threat to run, at least at this stage in his career. Coming out of high school, he's more of a pro-style quarterback as he was recruited as. And this is a guy who probably highly unlikely will beat you with his legs. For Penix Jr., in a total of 21 games, I've counted it up, he's got 146 rushing yards that he's got. Over 21 games, 146 rushing yards, dating back to the 2019 season when he started for Indiana, and now starting in through four games at Washington, he's got 26 rushing yards. It's going to be the pass rush for UCLA that can get Penix Jr. uncomfortable. So far for the Bruins, defensively, they've gotten 11 sacks, and they've only been sacked three times themselves, but UCLA needing to get after the quarterback, Leatu Latu. If you remember, if you haven't heard the story already, he was medically retired by Washington's team doctors, medical staff, physicians, because of neck injuries. And then when the coaching staff was ushered out, Kalen DeBoer came in. At that point, you had Leatu Latu, who went into the likes of the transfer portal, found his way to UCLA, worked things out, worked things into a new tackling uh, technique, got his physique better for his neck, and is now arguably a very important defensive member, very important member of the UCLA defense and for Bill McGovern's defense for the Bruins. With the Murphys on the outside, the interior defensive line being hampered through injuries, guys lost for the season and whatnot, can the Bruins generate rush from the outside against the Washington offensive line that's keeping a, a somewhat fragile quarterback um, upright, and that's what they need to do all season for Washington. For UCLA, it's trying to break through that offensive line and find a way to get Penix Jr. to the ground consistently and find ways for him to be put down on the ground, whether it be sacks, little, you know, just QB hurries, get him out of the pocket. And for UCLA, they just need to find a way to consistently do that again and again. And yes, while they do rush for 162 yards per game, Arguably, UCLA should dare Washington to run the football. UCLA this season, when defending against the run so far, their, their opponents, UCLA's only allowed 84 rushing yards per game, four rushing touchdowns, under 500 rushing yards in about the, the four games the UCLA Bruins have played, and they've had so many tackles for losses, all, all that and more. UCLA should find a way to dare Washington to run the football. I'm pretty sure the, the game plan for Kalen DePore and for Washington and Michael Penix Jr. will simply be, we're going to go down the, we're going to test UCLA's secondary, go down the field, go vertical, and find ways to test it. If UCLA can't get Penix Jr. uncomfortable in any way with the pass rush of some sort, 
Penix Jr. on throws of 10-plus yards down the field, and what I saw from the Pro Football Focus on Twitter grading college players, Penix Jr. has 36 completions of 10 or more yards, first in the country. Penix Jr. has close to 900 yards coming from throws 10 yards or more down the field, 854 yards technically, yes. He's not exactly on the doorstep of 900, but very well. He's 854 yards passing just from deep throws further down the field. That's 10 or more yards on passing attempts. That's also first in the country. When he throws it down the field, he also has eight touchdown passes to zero interceptions. If you give him time to throw, he will eat the UCLA defense alive, and it's going to be up to Dorian Thompson-Robinson, Zach Charbonnet, and all the cast of characters on UCLA's offense to win this game. And while that very well could be the case, you would like to have, you know, give DTR and Charbonnet and the offense a little bit of slack. You don't want them to have to score 45 to outscore a Washington team that scores 44 points a game. You don't, you don't want to do that. You don't really want to do that. It'll be exciting for everybody in college football to watch it, even as a fan, as nail-biting as it may be. It'll be fun, yet you, you want the defense to generate pressure, find a way to get a quarterback who's only rushed for 146 yards in 21 games, career games, who's got multiple season-ending injuries. If you can force him to move around and not just be a pocket passer, UCLA could have their chances. But again, they're going against an offensive line that with their starting unit and with their starting quarterback back there, they have not had him sacked so far through four games. And that's against the Michigan State front. That's against Stanford, who are usually big-bodied linemen. Those are guys who can get after the quarterback sometimes, right? Theoretically, going, you have a Mel Tucker coach team, a, you got a David Shaw coach team. You have got those guys who are generally thought of as very physical type of teams. And yet it's Washington who's kept their quarterback upright one way or the other. We'll talk about the turnover bug that potentially plagues the likes of Michael Penix Jr. in just a moment. But as we continue on, we'll tell you about, not to bet online, but we'll tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can help feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you should check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Just use the screening tools and the screening questions to help you focus on the candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses ranked LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to again faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. As we keep on marching on, with this likes of Locked on UCLA. Final segment, talking about how UCLA can slow this Washington offense. Again, more yards per game than UCLA offense. UCLA's offense generates 44 points per game. They just put 40 on Stanford, almost 40 on Michigan State, so on and so forth. Talked about can they fluster Penix Jr. in the pocket? Can they find a way to for- dare Washington to run? And a UCLA defense that's fared so far? quite well against the run. Good point to who they've played. Either way, the, the run's been defended all right so far this season. It's the passing game 
that I would think has all Bruins fans, even myself, a little worried with Penix Jr. coming to town. All right. So the the final thing I kind of teased before was UCLA is facing a quarterback that maybe has a turnover bugaboo a little bit. This year, Penix Jr., one interception. Interestingly enough, it did come against the FCS opponent, Portland State, who Washington completely thrashed, but that was the one time Penix Jr. threw a pick, one of two Washington turnovers offensively this season, and a team that so far just, for the most part, limited turnovers through their first two games. What's the way to get Penix Jr. to to throw picks? Well, you can go back to forcing him to get out of the pocket, fluster him, but maybe they throw some sort of scheme at him, you know, Bill McGovern, you know, older guy. Maybe he's got something up his sleeve working with the UCLA defense in a short week to throw at Washington that can get Penix Jr., you know, confused. Who knows? I know he's working with a, a, a bit of a quarterback whisperer in the likes of Kalen DeBoer. But over the career for the likes of Michael Penix Jr., in 2019, he had 10 touchdowns to four interceptions. In 2020, one of his most spectacular seasons, 14 touchdowns to four interceptions. And then last year at Indiana, where he was the starter coming off that magical 2020 campaign, he was four touchdowns to seven interceptions. So overall, if I got my math correct, including this one interception this season, he's got 16 interceptions thrown in 21 career games 16 interceptions in 21 career games and overall in his career he's got four multi-interception games twice he threw picks against Ball State back as a freshman in 19 against Michigan State when he was at Indiana in 2020 through two picks and last year in 2021 had two three interception games and threw interceptions in three separate games Overall, as a Hoosier last year, again, two separate occasions in 2021 alone for Michael Penix Jr. Last year had three INTs in an individual game. So if the Bruins can find a way to get him to throw picks, that's a way to just cut off drives, get picks, like they opened that South Alabama game with that pick. They didn't punch it in the end zone, but UCLA, if they can start things against a Washington team that loves to start fast, Washington has outscored opponents in the first quarter by 44 points, 51 to 7. If you can find a way to get them behind the eight ball, behind the chains, force an early turnover, you can really knock the Huskies off their game, a team that loves to punch the opposition in the mouth from the opening kickoff, from the jump, from you from everything. They love to just run right, they just want to come right at you and come after you, and that's what they've done. 51 points in the first quarter, UCLA love to get the pressure, would love any way to drum up a turnover for a quarterback who's turned it over 16 times through the air, 16 interceptions in 21 games. I know we like to, you know, maybe not myself included, but maybe the UCLA fan base likes to point at Dorian Thompson-Robinson as a turnover machine himself, despite, I believe, this year, DTR for UCLA's offense, completing approximately 75% of his passes and DTR's lone pick coming against Bowling Green. So a couple of quarterbacks going against each other who are completing their passes and getting the job done through through the air. That's what UCLA's been doing so far. And for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, a guy who, you know, you talk about the turnover bug, 
Thompson Robinson, I did the digging and the numbers. He has 27 interceptions in 41 career games. You know, that's not the best of numbers. You know what I found interesting, though, for Dorian Thompson Robinson? I pointed out that Michael Penix Jr., 16 interceptions in 21 games. Dorian Thompson Robinson actually had the same amount of interceptions in his first 21 games as a young freshman and a young sophomore. So in his first 21 games, he threw 16 of his 27 interceptions. Since then, he's kind of limited those. But if you compare through these for UCLA starter and Washington starters quarterback, through their first 21 games, they've both thrown the same amount of interceptions. That's just something to look at. So if UCLA anyway, anyway how, can get a pick, can force the can drum any pass rush against a Washington team who has just struggled to get to who has not struggled, who has forced opponents to struggle to get to their own quarterback. It's the Bruins who have to find that one path to the quarterback, get him out of his rhythm, and limit the vertical threats. They have a long this year, Washington, of an 84-yard touchdown pass connection against Portland State. Can the Bruins avoid being beat over the top? You know, that's <laughs> that'll be that'll be a little bit of trouble, I think, this week. Could that be the case? Could they change things up? But Bruins needing to force, I think, at least two turnovers. That would be a dream. Maybe Penix Jr. dials back one back of the past, couple picks, whatever it may be. That's that's a recipe for success. Pressure and turnovers will lead the Bruins to victory this week. And that's and they can still win without these things. It'll become in a different fashion where the game could be scored, both teams combining for 90 points or for, God forbid, 100 points if we get in a shootout of epic proportions or 75 points, whatever it may be. If UCLA's defense can't find a way to do at least one of these two things, get the pressure, or if they're not getting pressure, force Penix Jr. to throw a pick, maybe two, maybe two, whatever it may be, then the Bruins will be in for a long, long night defensively. Those are the ways to slow down Washington's offense that is clicking in all cylinders coming to the Rose Bowl. And it's a way for UCLA's team to get back at Kalen DeBoer for last year, marching into the Rose Bowl against an undefeated Bruin team and handing them their first loss in the Rose Bowl. That's the way to do it and try to do it against the same head coach who did it against them last year, this time leading a different team. But the Bruins have it all against them, against the nation's leader in passing yards and passing yards per game and the best passer when it comes to going down the field. It's up to the Bruin defense to step up. That will make or break this game for UCLA. In the meantime, we're going to call it a day for Locked On UCLA. Get those hands up, Bruins fans. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, UCLA. UCLA, fight, fight, fights. Go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen today with Spencer McLaughlin. Once again, go make Locked On Pac-12 your second listen and coming up this week, actually, I will jump on the show with Spencer once again, detailing UCLA's matchup against Washington. We'll talk about that. It's a big time 4-0 versus 4-0 matchup. I hope everybody can go to the Rose Bowl, get excited, get hyped up. And once again, Friday night after the game, we're going to post an instant reaction podcast. Not sure if we're going live or if it's just a podcast. We'll post a bonus episode for this week only on the short week, Friday night for the instant reaction to UCLA's either win or loss against Washington. So be prepared for that, and we'll talk about that 
In the meantime, can UCLA's defense slow down Washington? We find out and hold out hope that the Bruins can do it against the Huskies. In the meantime, this has been Locked on UCLA. Go Bruins!